right. Oh, got some shit in my eyes. I'm gonna make myself look pretty. Okay. Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week we have a very different episode. I thought I'd give you guys an intro to it at the very least and do a vlog at the start here just so that you guys know. Um, I'm actually working on a very, very long piece right now. I am writing it, so um, I need to basically fill in a couple of weeks here, but we have we have an episode here. Um, last year, I was a guest on my friend and yours, uh, Mr. Kieran Jack's um, podcast called The Halftone Effect. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify. Um, I think it's on YouTube, if not. Anyway, um, and we were speaking about, he's also a lost boy as well, by the way. We were speaking about content and we got to speaking about content. And there's so much value in this episode that I thought I would share it with you guys finally um, here. And especially because last week we were speaking to Cam Milo about content and, and uh, having a following on your social media and taking your social media seriously. So I think a lot of the things that we spoke about in this episode of the Halftone Effect really apply to um, everything we spoke about last week. And just everyone as creatives and how important content and social media is in this current day world and in the marketing world. So without further ado, let's get into the vlog um, and and we'll move on to the interview, onto the episode. Hi guys, how's, this, how's it going? Happy week. Um, do you like my shirt? No, it is not inside out. This is actually how it's made. I got this from a thrift shop about six months ago and I really like this shirt and it's a really hot day. <laughs> um, as you can see, I'm back in the studio. Uh, the flooding wasn't so bad. It actually got underneath this desk here and that was about it. So that is a fucking awesome thing. Um, this week I want to try something a little bit different. Before I get into the vlog, I want to answer your questions uh, that were on Instagrams, um, but I can't get to them. Uh, let's cut to the questions later. <laughs> I'm going to cut the questions in just after the vlog. Um, so what's been going on this week? I finally finished my Star Wars posters. You guys can see those very soon. Um, I have been working very hard on uh, basically my clientele. I've been working on building... Uh, found this new podcast. It's called the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. Um and I found it via the Creative Pep Talk podcast hosted by um, Mr. Andy J. Pizza. Um, he has brought me so much value over the years and helped me create a valuable creative career uh, that I, did, I was listening. He was on this podcast recently and he did the same as what I'm doing this week as he took his episode from that podcast and put it on his own podcast. And I got so much value from um, Chris, Chris Graham, 
mastering for, of Chris Graham mastering. Chris Graham of Chris Graham mastering that I went over to their podcast and I have been binging the shit out of their podcast. I'm learning so much about automating my business, about um, what I can do, create like about being the guide instead of the hero in the hero's journey for each of your clients. Um, what was the other episode I listened to? Oh, about the e-myth, like all the different personality types that you need in your business within yourself. If you're an, if you're a self-made, you know, one-person business, or within your actual business to keep a business running, um, it's so interesting. And I was inspired by. Um, listening to all these podcasts and all these creative podcasts to start building um, building a, a series of episodes. Now, I don't want to don't spoil it at all just yet because I've just been writing it. I'm still in the drafting process. But this week, this is why I wanted to do this particular episode was because um, I found so much value in uh, doing content. As you guys may know, I'm almost at 10,000 followers on TikTok. If you're on TikTok and you're not following me, please go and follow me. Um, I'm trying to hit 10,000 before the end of the month. So let's do it. Help me hit 10,000, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, we. I'm, I'm almost at 10,000 on there. I'm almost at 1,400 on Instagram. Um, my Twitter is almost 200. Like, I think here's the thing. Attention is so valuable that you need to take the time to really, um, really look into some attention. Like really look into your social media and take your social media seriously because although I can sit all the time and I need, I'm going to sit tonight and draw uh, because I've been working from home because our office flooded as well and the internet's not working at, at, at my day job. Um, so I've been working from home this week and I've been sitting and um, working from working on drawing as well outside of those hours so I work on obviously when I'm not when I'm when I'm working I'm working I'm not drawing but I work outside of those hours and I've been doing a lot of business stuff like uploading YouTube videos um, talking to clients um, I've been looking into automation all that kind of stuff and um, which reminds me I just need to there we go <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been really, really thinking about my business and automating it and, and getting more clients in. And if you guys have any ideas on how to get more clients, please let me know. I'm really trying my best. Um, that's why we do this every week. So I want to give you guys some value as well. Um, and at the end of the day, I don't have a six-figure business just yet. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to I'm trying to build just a business. I just want to build a creative business and building a creative business is very difficult if you don't know how to do it, obviously. And you've got to spend a lot of time looking into how to build that and how to how to take your time on that. Um, here's the thing though, guys, is that if you are if you are looking for a if you are building a creative business, I suggest you listen to the Six Figure Home Studio podcast. It is they are mastering engineers. If you're a mastering engineer, if you're a cre- if you're a musician, if you're um, trying to build um, maybe you're a mixing engineer, you're a producer, a music producer, definitely listen to that podcast. If not, though, um, it's still they still have these great ways of helping us, um, really valuable content on helping people build a valuable creative business. And that's why I've been listening to it. Once you remove all the mastering talk and the mixing talk, it's actually a really valuable podcast. And that's one of the best things about it. That's what I'm trying to do with this. I don't want to just talk to illustrators and... Um, 
comic book writers and so on. I want to talk to every kind of creative and I want to be able to give some value to you guys. And I know I am because I know there's actors who listen. I know there's certain people that are listening to this podcast that aren't necessarily illustrators or or, um, comic book people um, or just drawers, drawing it. Anyway, painters, you know what I mean. Um, But that's really, really, really valuable to me. That's really important to me to know and to be able to give people at, within any creative business uh, the value that I can give them, um, uh, that I can give out, because all I can do is tell you what I have learnt, and that's all I all I ever endeavour to do. I don't endeavour to tell you how to run an, a successful business just yet, because I have yet to run a successful business. Now I have had some success in my creative business but I do not yet have a successful business and that's why I need to keep learning and when I learn things I try to hand them on to you guys and bring them over to you guys so that you guys can learn from what I've learned basically but anyway this episode is one of my favorites I've ever done because it was one of the most natural conversations. Kieran just started talking to me about my social media presence and how important it was to me and how, how much effort I put into it. And he basically told me, uh, and, and that's where the conversation went from there. We basically started to talk about how important um, a social media presence is and um, that really turned... The episode just went... From, sorry about that, guys. We cut out for a second there. Um... What was I talking about? I just I just wanted to bring this episode to you guys to let you know how important, um, how seriously it is, you should be taking your social media and how seriously I take my social media and the success I've had from taking social media seriously and the, the work I've been able to obtain due to taking social media seriously and taking marketing seriously. Um, but guys, enough rambling from me. I've had um, a pretty good week. It's been... Um, it's been. It started off difficult with the floods, and we fixed that issue. It's sunny now. I'm just about to go out and mow the lawns um, before the weekend begins. I'm excited for this weekend, just because it's the weekend. <laughs> I'm excited just to chill out. I don't really have any plans. I might go and have a beer with the boys. Who knows? I'm just going to go and chill and enjoy myself. But guys, thank you for watching. Um, here is the episode with. Um, from the halftone effect you can find your find links in the in the show notes in the description below for um kieran's episode please make sure to subscribe comment like uh hit that notification bell if you're watching on youtube um if you're listening on itunes please subscribe i would really appreciate it and if you could leave a review that would be wonderful as well but i'm going to answer the questions in the end like i normally do at the end of the episode um so that you guys can enjoy this episode with kieran but ladies and gentlemen enjoy i love you all let's get into the episode diamond wipe square wipe whatever Blah. um we are back for another issue of the halftone effect each issue taking into the world of creators from the comic book world and zin world uh joining us on this issue is podcaster blogger youtuber and all right rad gentleman Jordan Morfett. Jordan, thank you for joining in on this issue. Oh, thank you for, for having me. It's been a bit of a juggle getting you on the show. Um, you know, being a parent and all that, I understand there's a juggle there with the normal 
normal times and re- irregular times of that matter. So thank you for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, that, no, no, I completely understand, man. The, the, the early, um, the early podcasts aren't an option, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's no, no, they're not. It's been a juggle, but we finally got here. Thank you for having me. Awesome, Jordan. You are a comic book illustrator, writer. You are an artist. Um, you're a powerhouse, more or less. Um, just you constantly at it on the social media, putting your work up there, showing people, motivating people for that matter as well, um, with your various uh, stories on Instagram, Facebook. Um, do you have Twitter? Uh, yes, I do. Um, you I just... also have TikTok now, believe it or not. I'm getting myself into the young kids game. What, what, hey, sorry, rewind that. What is... Is it TikTok? I've never heard of it. Yeah. So TikTok's a new social media that's only just come up recently. So basically, um, the short and long of it is TikTok. Do you remember the program Musical.ly? Oh, did you ever... Vaguely? Did you ever come across Musical.ly? Where people used to sing yeah, on it. Like, yeah, it was like a lip yeah, I can't know you're talking program. about it. Yep. So, yeah. So that company revamped their social media um, and turned it into a com- into a product called TikTok, which is basically... Um, instead, they took the concept of Musical.ly, they added a little bit of the concept of Vine, and they added um, a interface similar to Instagram. So it's um, it's only fifteen minute videos, but there's a lot of attention going on there right now. So that's why I'm um, why I'm trying to sync. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just gonna be like that last app that was released. I think maybe in last year. Start with V, I think. There was a. Oh, Viva. No, this is definitely not it. The reason why I've gotten onto it, I was watching it. I was waiting. And it's gotten to a point where um, there is a younger, much younger audience on it now. It's like a teenage audience now. But there's an audience and there's a lot of attention going on on um, TikTok. It's on the rise. And it's it's um, there's, there's something about it that's just starting to tick. And that's why I thought it's about time to get yeah, on Okay, it. I'm looking at it right now to check it out later on. Look, I'm still about MySpace. I can't help that. MySpace is where it's at. Um, but uh, it is it is that nostalgia there. They just need to bring back the old interface they had with it. I think I'd be back on it again in a heartbeat. Um, but that's, that's cool, man. Like, you have a huge presence in the social media world, putting your work out there to people. And that's half the battle right there is getting oh, that exposure. Um, and mm. obviously, it's paying off for you. you. You were saying prior to recording this, you've been working on commissions um, and receiving more commission work, which is you know, exactly what you want from it. You want to be able to receive more work from publicizing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and um, look, here's the thing, man. We're, we're, of the, we're of the 90s generation, and you know, to you and me, um, MSN and MySpace and, and, you know, early Facebook, that's what the internet was, maybe a bit of RuneScape. Um, but the younger kids are starting to realize now, like these kids know, and the younger generation knows that the internet is social media. Like it, it, the, I mean, I don't know the statistics on it, but if I were to guess, I reckon a very large, large portion of the internet is social media and there's only going to be so many. So you've got to be like, if I'm just on Instagram, and Jackson does the same thing, he's he's definitely onto it as well. If you're just on one platform and you build your following on one platform, it needs to be able to translate. So you, you need to be able to have um, move those people over to a YouTube channel, move some of those people to um, Twitter or to Facebook or to TikTok. Although Facebook, let's be honest, Facebook's a bit on the on the way out. But that's the thing: if Facebook's on its way out, you've got to find what's on its way in and constantly be excuse me on top of that um 
on top of that flow and on top of that wave um, when it comes to social media. Definitely. Do you find spreading yourself out over so many social medias does become a bit problematic in that sense? Because... Yeah, it's tedious. Um, it can be tedious, especially content-wise. But I, um, I try. I, I, te- I have spent uh, years and years testing out lots of different um, types of content. And so, if I, I'll find if I do a YouTube video, I, I will normally keep the YouTube video under that ten-minute mark, so I can put it on IGTV, and then I'll snip that up and I'll maybe put it on. Um, and my plan is. I've only just started on TikTok, but that's the thing on TikTok. You can, it's only a 15 second video. So anything you do on your stories on Instagram, you can put straight onto TikTok. So it's all about thinking about how you can turn one particular piece of content into these multiple platforms. And then under, but before you even think about doing that, you need to understand all the platforms as well. You need to understand that Twitter works differently. Twitter is a literal, like it's it's all about the words. It's all about what you're saying. It's not about the images. Whereas Instagram is a solely image-based, visual-based medium. So that's why it works better for an illustrator. But if you're a podcaster um, and you can sum up an episode in 100 and whatever they're up to now, 300, 200 characters, then you're helping yourself even more. But what you shouldn't be doing at the same time, because then it's just pointless, is um, taking a piece of content and just copying and pasting it into all these formats. Because if you take something you put on Instagram and you put it on LinkedIn, you put the same, you know, slang riddled um, caption, you're not going to get any, uh, you're really not going to get any attention on there whatsoever because it's a little bit more of a professional feeling to LinkedIn as opposed to Instagram. So you've just got to really understand all of these platforms so that you can know even before you start making the content, exactly how you're going to split that up and put it mm. on all the platforms. And I think that's... And if it will work... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, man. I think it's... it's. I found it personally as a struggle to to try and balance all those um, at once. And I think that's it's a real big juggling act. So I've kind of... I personally have switched it around and just focused on Instagram. Um, and mm. used... Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's I just... I, that at all. I think I think it's. I'd rather focus my attention to that. Like Instagram has had a massive shift lately. It's had an uprise in how they turn around um, people's views because of obviously they've taken away the like um, counter on there. And that will change the world. You watch. Give it give it six months, and and the internet's just going to change. There will. Well, and the thing about that is I, I'm all for it because I feel as though like my content, and this is me personally, I'm looking at it from a person, it doesn't reach an audience like it should. Um, whereas someone who's an influencer, they're getting a huge amount of numbers from just being an influencer. And that's nothing from taking away from them. I just find as creators, we do get underlooked. Now, I know that the likes of Jackson and Boss Logic, they're doing massive things with what they're doing with their art. Um, that's really, it's really niched in that that movie genre um, kind of concept art. Whereas stuff that we're doing, some of it's very original, some of it's very, it's personal, and it kind of, it's lost in the sea of art that's out there. Um, so doing what they've done now, I kind of like that because it reconfigures everything, um, and it kind of brings back to balance. It does, which yeah, I think is really cool. Right. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. I didn't think of it like that. It does. It kind of balance it out, and it takes away. Like I didn't even realize until they removed it, and um, 
I think they're testing it only here because I've heard on um, some American podcasts that they were – it was for some reason they've decided Australia is the place to test it. I don't know why, but maybe we had a higher higher statistics of, you know, suicide. I don't know what the – but I know that there's been – it changed society so much that people stopped liking things because they liked it. They would like it and they would like other people's things. I, I mean, I had multiple people say to me, well, how am I supposed to know what I like? I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? How, how is that even a question you're asking me? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If you like the look of something, just give it a like. Like it's not – or comment on it. <clears throat> it's not that hard. Like you, you shouldn't be liking things because, the, because there's 100,000 likes on it. You should be liking things because you like it. And that's and I think that we all got lost in that. And I, look, I'm not in high school anymore, so I don't know. We didn't really have social media other than like very early MySpace and very early Facebook when I was in high school. But I could imagine being in high school right now, having all of these social medias to keep up with. It must be so difficult. And, and I could imagine that – and I wouldn't be surprised if you're following on Instagram – would translate to reality and translates to real life, especially in, in a high school setting or in a, you know, in a university setting. And that scares the crap out of me. Like that's, that's very close to the matrix. <laughs> like that's, that's just shocking to me that that's even happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to cut down on my intake of social media. Um, you know, that, we all we all follow each other on there. We all post all our work, and we're all supportive of each other. I have brought back my my intake of social media because my work is more important to me than what social media is. I know it's there and it has to be used, but I want to try and focus more so on building that rather than actually focusing on social media. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather personal experience with these people that are checking out my work. Um, that said, it is a very scary notion of where it's gone and now they're readjusting it all to try and change that the mindset of people um it is a business don't get don't ever once think this is you know a free platform these social media platforms are businesses first and foremost so facebook was in the beginning but it was a different format then it's completely changed Uh, same for instagram yeah 100 percent. and and i have actually i i work at a marketing agency and I've had a bit of input in influence in what I'm doing through social media. So it's been a great tool for me to be able to pick up and go, okay, well, this is what I'm doing wrong. Um, I need to change the way I'm doing things. So in that sense, I've pay, I'm guilty. I've paid for a bit of marketing on Instagram and it has actually boosted my numbers up without having likes. Um, and that's where I'm talking about the whole dynamic of social media for um, artists and illustrators that it's completely thrown on it's thrown it out the door more or less um which is interesting for you because you know like i said at the start of this you you are consistently putting content on there man you are always got new stuff to put up on there and that's dedication to what you're doing because you like you said you were doing more commissions and stuff like that's important it's important to build on that foundation um and at the end of the day it's going to benefit you in the long run um, especially when you're doing conventions as well. Yeah, and look, it's important to, um, even if you're, no matter what type of business you're at. So here's the thing. If if you're on Instagram personally, um, it, it concerns me if you're, if you're paying for 
um, to promote your Instagram post. That's very. That's a very strange way to do things. And I'm certain there is millions of people out there that have done that before. And I'm not um, trying to judge or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you're right. It's a, it's a business. It's they're trying to profit. And these these social medias, they want you to stay on there. They want you to stay on there all day. They want you to be on there all day. That's why why they're selling your data. That's why they're advertising to you as an individual because they want you on there. They want you to come back because they only stay around if you use their algorithm. And so if you learn their algorithm, if you want to run a business on there, you need to learn the algorithm. And it's it's like most things, you know, if you were if you were to market in a pre-social media world, you'd have to learn how to get people to want something that they don't necessarily need. You know what I mean? That's that's what marketing the old age, you know, old head marketing used to be. And that and that's the that's the demon you have to get used to is for me <clears throat> for a long time I fought the well I don't want to be constantly posting and constantly annoying people on Instagram, but the algorithm wants us to consistently build content. So everything, everything I'm designing, like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen my Instagram recently, everything I put up now is I have figured out how to do three posts a day almost, or three posts or, or expand one piece of um, advertiser. So I'll have a banner, so a three piece banner, which goes across three posts, which means that my grids look really nice and I can make that go for three days. So it's, it's simple things like that, like cutting and breaking it up and, and you know, unfortunately, you ha- you have to work if you if you want to be successful on these social medias, you have to first understand their algorithms, and then you have to work with them. You don't have to like them. I don't like the way that Instagram works. I don't like the way that any of these social medias work. It's very much, uh, especially Instagram and Facebook now. It's very much the highest paying bidder, as opposed to when it used to be the highest paying bidder gets the gets the following the person who can the person who can and you know like you said i feel like the, my work has moved into more of a niche um pop culture very very different a few different styles and very different even when i do fan art it's very specific to me whereas i think someone like boss logic and jackson they really are out there because their work um as as good as it is it is very mainstream and they are, they are hitting a mainstream audience and hit it. Whereas, whereas you and I are not necessarily drawing um, the same things as they are. And that's not to, you know, I, I wish them all the best and that's not to put them down at all. I love those guys. I think they're fantastic artists. Um, but if you want to, if you want these social medias to work for you, you have to be okay with working with the algorithm and you have to constantly be watching how the algorithm changes and just, like I hate when I hear people complain when the algorithm changes on Instagram. Every single time it changes on Facebook or Instagram, there's a series of people who complain about it and then they forget about it. And it's like, well, if you had have taken that time that you complained about it to actually understand how it changed, you might have actually found that the new algorithm is actually easier to use or you can find a loophole in it that will help you boost your boost your social media presence and boost your following because let's be honest here, a following means money. <laughs> like in today's day and age, a following is clientele. It means money and, and marketing has changed. And the reason why personal branding is so popular now is because people will pay for things if they know 
you. If they trust you as a person, if they like, that's why all these companies now have these figureheads that are always on social media. Your Gary V's, you know, your Kerwin Ray's. Um, I don't know, even Adam Hudson, the guy who does the Amazon. Like, he's not even paid by Amazon. He has his own business that because of Amazon, he just teaches people how to use Amazon and drop shipping and all that kind of thing. But the reason what, like, the more value and the more free content you give, and Jackson's always saying this, this is why Jackson's always putting up high resolution images of his stuff because he's saying the more you give, the more people, the more you give to them, the more they'll want to pay you for what you have. And the and it's exactly the same as being at a convention. Like you and I, if you're just sitting there at a convention on your phone, nobody's going to want to pay for your product. No one. It just doesn't. And we've, we, you and I have spoken about this on multiple occasions. But if you're sitting and you, if you're actually chatting with the person and you are the artist or you have some, if you can't do that, then have someone who can. Have like have a part, have it be your partner. I know a few people who it's their partner or it's their best mate or like find someone in your life who is really good at talking to strangers and get them to do or learn from them because that's it's the same same goes for social media. You need to I every single day I am constantly researching about social media because I just know that one day something's going to click and something's go I'm going to find a piece of content. Um, that's just going to, I'm not even going to mean to, I'm just going to do it for fun and I'm not even going to mean to, and it might just pop. And you know, the whole, it's like when Jackson did that hundred days of drawing, he just did that to get better and his following went through the roof. And that was only a year ago. Like that was just wild. The way that watching that happen was phenomenal because he just got picked up everywhere so much so that I can't even look at my discover, um, like search someone's name and get to my discover page on Instagram without running across a, a Jackson Casper's piece. It's just crazy. Yeah, okay. Like I've noticed it. I saw it on YouTube. Buzzfeed used one of his photos the other day and I was like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, the instance of building a social media following is a, it's a beast. Um, and I think that's where I'm kind of fortunate where I've landed my position in the world of the job, working in a design firm, well, marketing agency more so, that I've been able to pick up all these extra bit of skills and looking at where it's all going and getting, getting to see where it's going. And I get I get to see the, you know, the, and like you're saying, the algorithms themselves, they consistently change, but you've got, to, you've got to evolve with that and you've got to be able to build with that. And I think that's important to, to kind of build from that. Um, First and foremost, though, I will say that a website is a key essential to that as well because if you don't have a website, you need to have that portfolio there, the basis of building a good clientele so they've got somewhere else to go to look at your work. Um, they, you, you've got the socials. That's cool. That's built. That's there. But they need somewhere to go. You need that linkage to take them to the next step if they wanted to pick up your art, wanted to pick up your work, get a commission, reach out and talk to you without going through social media. That's the joy of having those extra bits and pieces that kind of fit into this this jigsaw of being a creator because there are there are bits that you miss out. And there was a time there on I didn't have a website and it it hurt because you didn't have that traffic coming through and checking it out. And I can keep better tabs on what I can with my website than I could with social media. So I know what's coming from the certain social medias better than what I can the social medias tell me. Um, so 
like it's it's this is what I mean talking to you about this tonight it's just it's such a snowball effect because once it starts it doesn't stop yes um, yes definitely once once you start online and here's the thing man like you need to uh, you need for anyone out there who's even starting up or just needs that push you need to build your online presence like a web so your home page can be the center can be the center of that web but you, it needs to branch out everywhere and everything if you've got an instagram have something like linktree where you've got all your – like in your webs where, where you can put the website in your Instagram bio. Have something like that or a, or a bit.ly or something like you know a tiny URL, whatever it may be, where people can click and they can find your Facebook. They can find your website. They can find your YouTube. They can find your online store, whatever it may be, and, and have every single version of everywhere you are online, you should be able to find every else, everywhere else you are from that place. So if you're on the website, you should be able to find your Instagram. You should because then you'll just get lost in the ether. And if people do want to see more, then they can. And you need to make it easy, and you need to take the time to make it easy like that, so that you can um, essentially, you know, so just have click-throughs, constant click-throughs, links to everything, so that you're, um, you know, you're connected. And you, you've got to think of it, yeah, like a web. I think the best way to. Absolutely, man. It's yeah, yeah. It's a web. You get caught in a web. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's like talking about it tonight. It kind of you you think about it all at once, and it can freak someone out. And I think I think going the way that social media has and where it is going, um, it could be a better form for people who are trying to break out into the the market and trying to build. Um, where they're starting off from the bottom and to build from the top. Um, for me personally, I know that it's been a struggle for the past four years building that audience and it's slowly starting to get there now. Um, so I guess that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, you've got to just stick at it. Even though it might kick your ass, you need to consistently build at it and you will get there um, at the end of the day. Oh, that's the thing. And look, I, I've been exactly the same. Pretty much uh, my audience has built in pretty much the same time as yours, the same time as Rui's, the same time as um, most of the guys we know. And you've got to be patient. Like it's, it's a long haul. You can't expect people to for. And, and here's the thing, man, at the end of the day, the quality of the work we were doing is a, is a hundred times better than it was four years ago. And four years ago, we were like, Oh, we've only got 200 followers or maybe we only had a hundred followers. And yeah, but that's because, we weren't up to par or up to scratch to what we what we needed to be. And the better and better you get, the bigger and bigger your fault, and the more and more organic it becomes. And that's why I always that's why I always go to newer, um, like when the attention starts to boil on a social media, I start to move towards it. Like I did that this year with LinkedIn. I couldn't care less about LinkedIn when it first came out, but I had heard somewhere that. The organic reach on that was like early Facebook, and I was like, "Let's do this. Let's let's figure out how I can use LinkedIn for my business because that organic reach is going to be a hundred times worth it because I'll build a following on LinkedIn or I'll build some connections on LinkedIn that will be priceless later on if I do the work now. Once the algorithm changes on LinkedIn, because it inevitably will, then that following's already there. 
and that's what a lot of people did. Early adapters of Instagram and Facebook, the people who figured it out early, earlier than you and I, they were lucky. And you know, there's some there's some comics guys out there that are, you know, um, Jim Lee was one of those guys, and and there's certain names you know that just will get a following. Oh regardless. yeah, you don't you don't need to you really don't need to be smart. You just got to have a name behind you, and it blows up in the second exactly yeah in certain in certain instances yeah. yeah but i mean that's why i moved to tiktok i looked at tiktok and i was like ah oh, it's just kids singing lil nas x whatever that's not going to be worth it and then i started seeing people that i admired on instagram and you know entrepreneurs influencers starting to make their way over there and seeing a lot of people talking about it and i thought well let me give this a go let me have a look at it and I had a look at it and I realized there is capability, although it has that 15-second thing, we all forget how many people are world famous because of Vine. It's like the six-second Vines, there's some people out there that are on Instagram that have got millions of followers because they were on Vine. And they're in, and now they're, you know, they're world famous actors and all, all that kind of thing. So you've got to get on. The, for me, I just have to get onto those early, adapt those early ones, and figure out how to use it. If I can't figure out how to use it, I just move on. Like that Vivo one, it just, it, it, it popped for a couple of weeks, and then, but it just didn't stick. It didn't have the gravitas that it needed and the attention that it needed. It was more a fad than anything, but. But like this TikTok, it's, there's something about it that someone that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to figure it out, and I want to be one of those people. I want to, even if it's just a matter of me putting up 15 second clips of the podcast, that's all I need. Like just 15 second videos, and it's a video platform, so it's figuring out the, how the video is going to work or how. And you know, you could go over then you could whack time lapses on there, or you could really think about it and really look at. What is what is everybody doing and what is everybody not doing that's working on other platforms that could work here? Yeah, definitely, man. It's a it's a like I keep saying it's a beast. Like you just you don't stop. Um, it's interesting though. Like you look at the world and where it's going. Um, there are a lot of articles coming out recently about retail and where it's going. Um, a lot of retail places are going for a more of a personalized experience. Um, and I think this kind of evolves into where we've gone. Um, you know, there is the social media side of it. There is also a convention side um, of how you have to kind of do these conventions to hustle your work out to a live audience um, and build it that way. Um, how do you find that with compared to social media, the convention circuit? Look, um, I have I have this strategy with all my marketing um, is. Seth Godin, uh, the marketing mogul, I don't know if you know much about Seth Godin, but Seth Godin always says um, he's got a theory called the purple cow theory. I don't know if you, you may have heard of this before. Um, basically, the idea is uh, the metaphor he says in marketing is you, if, you were, if you were driving down, um, down a highway and you saw a field of cows and one of them was purple, you would have to stop for that. Like 99% of people would stop and take a photo of that. That's like, and that's how you can take that into marketing. So an example he uses is there was a soy milk company who took, um, who had their soy milk on the shelves in grocery stores along with all the other soy milks, but it was probably next to cereal or something like that. So people weren't really buying soy milk. So they said, we've got to do something different here. And what they did was they took their soy milk and they put it in the fridge 
although it didn't need to be in the fridge, they put it in the fridges in supermarkets next to the dairy milk so that people who were actually looking for um, milk went, ah, full cream, light, soy, I'll give that a go. And they would get, and they sold 10, 20, 30 times as much as they would have if it was just on the normal shelf. And that's the idea I try to, that's the, the premise I try to take with everything that I do, whether it's on social media, whether it's, um, whether it's conventions, I want to be that purple cow. And I'm constantly brainstorming, thinking how I can stand out. What is it that I can do that I can take what I know works already and add to it and subtract from it? And that's how I came up with the lemonade stand that I'm doing um, as of this year. It's, it's just, to me, it, it made so much sense because I am, you know, my podcast is called Making Lemonade. It's all about, you know, taking the lemons that life gives you and you make lemonade. It's the metaphor, but I also wanted to take it literally. <laughs> and, and I made a saw, I've got a saw, I've got a handmade sign it says 50 cents a glass on it. We actually sell lemonade. Like we sell a very small portion of homemade lemonade at the stall. And eventually I'd like to make it um, like get some more wood paneling, like some portable wood paneling the size of the table so I can make it look even more like a lemonade stand. And I want to give it this, um, you know, an experience. Like a, if I could get a an exhibit, like an exhibit, uh, those expensive where all the toy collectors, like if I could get one of those one day, that would be fantastic because then I could deck it out like a lemonade stall and have, have the stuff there, have the prints, but it's just, it's all about consistency in the branding and it just made so much sense. And it was something that just, it was an aha moment when I figured it out. And when I pitched it to people, they were like, you can't not do that. Like that's a really clever idea. And that's what I try to do. And you know, at, at the end of the day, there's there's always a funnel of you know you've always got a you've always got a sales funnel and if you're going to um, you, you can you can make your store look as pretty as you want it to, but if the if the product you're selling, which is your art, is not is not of quality, and if you're you like the way you are and your presence is not of quality either then there's no point in wasting your time on making everything look pretty because you're just putting makeup on a pig. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And um, for me, it's just all about the all, like I'm constantly thinking about the all round aspect of everything. How does everything tie in to my brand? How does, how does my, how does the lemonade stand and how does Jordan Morpeth feel to others? How do I want to, portray myself and who like first of all to do that you need to know who you are as a person and I've done a lot of over the you know in my in my time I've done a lot of work on myself and you know I'm constantly working on myself and that's why I try to be as transparent as possible in my podcast about my life and my family and you know my past and and present and potential future struggles uh, because I don't want people thinking that I'm some sort of you know, um, just a, just an artist. I'm not just an artist. I'm a person. I have, I have my trials. I have my good days. I have my bad days. And, um, there's a lot that you can learn and that I have learned just from talking to people who are more advanced in, in, you know, in conventions or just what they did that got them success. 
and what what they did. I mean, like I know you, you're you're huge on um, on the stall, and your stalls are always look. You've always got your stands, and your and your your stall is always standing out to me. And you and you know you want to stand out like a sore thumb because things like Supernova, those are huge conventions, and there's up to three hundred stall holders just in that alley let alone in the exhibit. And people are coming with their money to spend it. So you've already got a leg up. They're spending it and they're spending it on pop culture stuff. And pop culture is is our business. But you are competing with a lot of people. So you need to be able to say to people, this is why, without, without, having, without even saying a word, stop at my table. Come and say hi. And, and a, you know, a things like a smile. A smile and and some friends and even some music sometimes like just things like that is goes um goes miles and if your and if your work pops if your store pops then that's a bonus yeah and it comes back to what we've you've said today and i've said it constantly is that you need to have that interaction the interaction is 50 percent of your sales if you're not interacting with people you won't make the sales um, on my worst days, if, if for whatever reason I'm hungover, for instance, like recently at Supernova in Sydney, <laughs> I was hungover. I, it was self-inflicted. It'd be like a job. You can't go in a workplace. You can't call in sick if you're hungover. It's your own fault. Um, it's the same. You got to get back on your feet and you got to go, okay, this is, this is how it rolls. And I powered through it. It was painful, but at the end of the day, it's, it was my own stupid fault. I partied the night before a convention and there was, there was, ramifications for that so i think that it it does come to those factors it also comes down to the fact that you've got to want you've got to want to do it and if you're not wanting to do that side if you are you are find yourself as an introvert and you can't interact with people that's where you need that extra person to help step in and kind of get you over the line because we're not all we're not we're not all um jump up and get goers we are some of us are the people who don't want to we can't really interact with people. We don't really want to have that interaction. Um, but it is a, it's a key essential to having a successful convention experience. Now, in the past, even when I've done that, there has been those kind of issues. Um, most recently, it was Supernova in Sydney. I thought I actually had a really bad weekend. But it turned out that I went back and looked at my figures and looked back at my sales. And it was actually near on par to what I'd done the year before. Um, mm. so even I think sometimes you can get lost in the whole, can I, can I do better than what I did last year? Um, whereas it's more, what did I do? What did I, who did I meet? Who did I network with? Who was the first time I got to have a chat to about something? Um, there's little other key factors that aren't just accumulation to sales. Um, especially with the last convention, last big city convention that I did, there was definitely that, um, which I think is more of a, it challenges you to want to achieve more. And I do a lot of regional shows as well. And it kind of shows you that, you know, where I come from there to where I go to the city, there's, it's two different demographics really. Um, and it's definitely about finding that balance because what you've just explained to us there, Jordan, is that, you know, you consistently continue to do something and you can just keep pushing yourself to doing that certain thing. It will eventually turn into something else that could be more rewarding for you at the end of the day and that doesn't mean more sales that doesn't mean um you know you've got more money in your pocket it could be a future 
job with someone else's design work. Yes, yeah, definitely. Creating something for them. So there's whole other aspects to it that you need to kind of remove yourself from the situation sometimes. Um, but the key essential to that is to make sure you're consistently keep on talking to people because that is the key point to it. And it, and it goes back around full circle social media. You have to consistently keep putting yourself. You want to be out there, you've got to consistently do it, which is why I personally have taken a step back from social media for the time being because I've been working on getting something else out that's more important because I deal with a different demographic again with Kickstarter um, where they really, they're the ones that have paid and support this project. So they're more important to me than what social media is for the time being. So they get my full attention for the next 30 days. Um, and that's where you got to try and find that balance. You really have to co- calculate what what's working, who, who deserves more time and they get that attention. So, Again, it comes back. It's a beast. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and that's the thing, man. Like, if if you've got, that's why I'm so on Instagram because I I find. <clears throat> so here's here's a little trick I use. So for my podcast, whenever someone, I found that my most loyal following is on Instagram, purely because I took the time and that I instead of instead look, you cannot sit around. Just like a convention, we're in sales. At the end of the day, like at the same time, we are in a creative. We are creatives. We are illustrators. We are artists. We are designers. Yes, we are 100%. First and foremost, we are, and that's what we need to focus on. But we also need to understand that 50% of our job is to illustrate, and 50% of our job is that we're in sales and marketing, and we need to learn how to. And we are the. And you, as an individual, especially because you're selling your individual work and your emotions and your, you know, especially when you do a comic, you put a part of you into that story, especially when you're writing, you have to put a part of you into that story. Otherwise you're not writing your story. You're writing a story for somebody else. And, and the best stories, like they come from something that you relate to that someone else has written about themselves. I mean, look at the crow, like the crow is something that will forever exist in, in my heart as a story because it came from such a hot, like it's got so much tragedy around it. The move, the movie, the original cut, the original comic was written because his wife was killed by a drunk driver. He was a drunk, like there's a lot of tragedy, but something about that story struck with me. Um, and I have thank God I have it. Like you thank whoever you may believe in, thank the universe. I haven't gone through any of that tragedy, but it still struck me due to it. And I will never not, have something to do with the crow. Anyway, my point is that we're we're in sales and we're in we're in marketing and we're in and if you're on social media and I completely understand why you've gone to Kickstarter because that's that's your audience. So your audience is over there. My audience may be on Instagram. Um, you know, someone else's audience may be on Twitter. Like Everyone finds that, you know, a lot of people are on DeviantArt still. I don't even know that. Tumblr's still around. I don't even know people who are still on that. But there's, you will find your audience somewhere. Just keep trying on all the platforms and you'll find it eventually and just stick with it and keep being consistent with it because you are in sales. But at the end of the day, also, we're on social media. It's not just media. It's social media. So if you're not commenting back... If you're getting comments, I don't care how many it is. I still only get two to three comments on a post, sometimes none. But if you're getting comments and you're getting DMs from people, you will answer those. You have to answer those. You have to be social on social media. You have to 
reply. You can't be lazy. And I mean, I send people every time I get a follow, I have I have a little thing that I send that says thank you for following me. Um, here's a link to my to my podcast. Thank you for following me. Obviously, you're interested in my in my work. If you're interested, here's a link to my podcast. But I don't have I don't take it personally. If so, I've had a, a bunch of people say, "Nah, look, I'm good. I don't listen to podcasts." Okay, cool. You're not my audience. Like you just like my. There's going to be people that will like your illustration. They'll like your podcast. They'll like your comic. Like you'll have different audiences for all those mediums as well. And you just need to be okay with it. You can't take it personally. You can't. But you you have to initiate the conversation. You have to. You can't sit there waiting for people to come to you. you. Can't. You can put all the hashtags you want. You can put all the you know all the flashy around your content as much content up as you want. But you need to be social. You need to be commenting on other people's stuff. You need to be. You need to be discussing with other people on their stories, on their you know commenting back to them on sending them DMs. Like the thank you thing, man. You would not believe how quickly that helped me build my following from like 700 to almost to almost 1200 in a matter of six months just just something like and and it helped me build my podcast because at the same time i was able to just go here's my podcast because because unfortunately and it's true the algorithm doesn't allow every single one of your followers to see everything you post. But what the algorithm on Instagram does allow you to do, and here's a little secret, what it does allow you to do is the people you DM and you discuss privately with more often, they will more likely see your posts because Instagram decides that that's a friend of yours. That's a close friend of yours. So they think, so the Instagram algorithm, and it may have changed, but what I heard, that's where I heard and that's why I started doing it. It decides that this is... Um, this is a friend of yours, so this person will be interested in your content. So the more people you actually talk to and comment on their stuff, comment back to them and, and you know, privately message them, the more likely they are to see your content and the more likely they are to share it. And it's just – it's that's organic growth. That's – you can't – like this this whole this whole world of buying followers and follow for follow, it's, it, it's not – possible anymore you can't do that anymore because the algorithms don't let you do that so you need like i was saying at the start you need to learn how the algorithms work you absolutely have to leave and that's one way it works and that's one way that has worked for me and i suggest anybody who's trying to build a following on instagram you need to take your time if you if it's worthwhile to you you will you'll i would rather have five listeners of my podcast every single week who listen every single week and they've got the notification bells on and it comes up on their phone and they're listening to it the day it comes out, then uh, then 500 people who only listen to five minutes of it every couple of weeks because those people are the people that will will bring you up and they will tell their friends and they will, they will make the reviews and they will just help you. Like if you have – there's a there's a scheme that says if you have um, a thousand loyal followers or loyal customers and clients um, who pay you a hundred dollars a year for your product, you have a hundred thousand dollars. That's all you need. You don't need any more than than that. Like so, if you've got twenty very loyal followers and they pay you. $1,000 a year, 
you've got twenty thousand. Like it's 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 simple math, and you don't need a big following because the internet is like look at how many celebrities there are now. YouTubers, there, there's so many celebrities and 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 singers and like I'll be at the gym and the music the music videos are on and I'm like I've never heard of this person before, but they're on Channel V and they've got they're on the top 100. Like even five years ago. If you even just tried to keep up, you could keep up with who was a celebrity and who was not, whether you liked them or not. But now it's almost impossible to keep up because of social media, because of the internet. And there's that many YouTubers out there that are on, you know, and obviously because of Netflix as well. And like you can find your niche, you can find your following, you can find your people in your market um, on social media if you go looking for them. And that's it. Like you have to find those people, and you have to give those, be consistent with those people once you find them, because those are the people that will keep your business running and keep you, well, yeah, exactly, keep you in business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tough break because you really want to try and push your media out there. At the same time, I do have to disagree with the whole celebrity output because I think I, for someone like us or for people like us that are, are creators. I'm not looking for the limelight. I'm looking to get my work out to more people. I don't want a celebrity notion. Of oh, that. no, not, not, I, I, I didn't mean, mean it in that sense. I think I more meant that, um, there's so many pockets in the world now. And because of the internet, you can find your pocket. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a big YouTube. You don't have to be Kevin Hart. You don't have to be Jack Black. You don't have to be Dwayne Johnson to have a successful living on the internet, on social media. You don't because there are so many po- – you don't have to have millions of followers. You only have to have 1,000 loyal followers. You only have to have 500 loyal followers who are willing to give you a couple hundred dollars a year. That's it. And, and if you focus on those people rather than focusing on making that number bigger, you actually sometimes are better off. Yeah. And there's less stress too. Like it's less stressful and there's less limelight, like you said, and there's less celebrity to it. I think that's where it is, man. I think like for me personally, that's where I've the less stress of the, the whole social media aspect now is kind of stepping back from it and going, okay, it's cool. I'm there. I've got a little bit of a following now. Um, I've had the chance to kind of expose it. It's been there. Yeah. Cool. I'll just float with it now. And I have lost followers because of it. And I'm, at the end of the day, I'm not stressing anymore. I'm like, ah. Cool, whatever. But then you know, it's it's all about you know. I'd rather push that work outside of social media. I think that's where you kind of have to really decide what it is for you, whether it is is purely for building that audience or is it for your art. Um, and I think you found a really good balance there, Jordan. You've been able to balance both art and social media. That's a hard task to do. There are very few that can do it. Um, and it's 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 definitely um, there in your work on social media. Like looking at your Instagram right now, it's there and present. Like even when you're talking about the whole three posts per, um, what was it three um, three tiles per post? Oh, just yeah, like the grid. Thing. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's working for you. And then I like I look at it right now and I see the no the amount of likes you have, and I think I love that. It's no there's no likes there anymore. It's just purely about the art yeah 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 and and i mean another great thing i started doing which just just helped my mindset about social media if you've if you've got a business account you can see the insights right 
I'm sure you've got it as well. And you can see how many people have actually viewed your, and I think I said this on my podcast recently, but you can see how many people have actually engaged with your post. So whether they, regardless of if they liked or commented on it, you can actually see that in those insights, how many people saw it and how successful that post was. And I've had posts where I've only had 40 likes, but I've had 700 people engage with it. And that to me is a successful post. If it's, if it, if it was 40 likes and 40 people saw it, then I would be trying to rethink it and trying to figure it out. But if, if I put up a post and I managed to reach that many people and whether that just means they scrolled through, they still scrolled through. And there's something I learned recently. It, it can take up to 20 pieces of content to be exposed to one individual for them to actually start to take interest in your content. So, and, and, and that's a lot of pressure like that, those statistics, that's a lot of pressure, but if you are getting, if you are, are aware that 700 people have seen this, there's no way of knowing that, you know, Kieran has seen my thing 20 times. But if you really wanted to get deep into that, that's probably more for someone who's running a bigger business and someone who wants to really build a big clientele and bit. But um, that can be applied to our, to our, um, our industry in that, you know, there's the light culture is not that we, we have put too much value into it. And I'm really glad that going back to what we were talking about at the start, I'm really glad that Instagram has decided to remove that. And I really hope that it goes successfully in Australia so that it can go internationally because it will, it, it will be a cultural change. It will be a cultural change. It will help mental health in young people, which is something I am huge on. Um, it will help, it just it balances just it out, man. Like, it just balances the whole dynamic yeah. out. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it became a value yeah. system, and it shouldn't yeah. be. Like it's it's it became a validation system and a and a like a like a social currency, and it it, it shouldn't be that. It's just it's 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 a digital statistic. That's all it is at the end of the day, and we shouldn't be living our lives off digital statistics and our society like. I mean, the fact that the president of the free world is on social media is good, but it's also like it, it shouldn't be happening that way. It shouldn't be. Go- it shouldn't be. I love that the Internet exists. I love that social media is connecting us in the world and it's great for a business. But on a personal level, I don't use social media on a personal level unless I'm using Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. That's about it. Like, I don't actually, I have a personal Instagram and I very rarely post on that um, because, and people are kind oh, did you see what this person did? No, I didn't because I was drawing or I was thinking about content or I was actually with my family. I was actually spending time with somebody in person, not seeing what everybody else I know is doing because I did that when I was a kid. I did that and it, it made it made it difficult. Like I had a problem. I found out a year ago I had a problem with Instagram. I used to check my phone at every red light, and that's dangerous. Like, and I had to I had to get onto that, and I had to stop myself and turn and change my mindset to go. No, social media is for business. 
it is it is solely you only use it for business and if you're if you're not using it for business um you're wasting your time it's like and my time has become especially since i've become a father my time has become so valuable to me that social media is just it's it's not an option anymore like i can't allow personal personal social media in my life because it it can help my business but it's not going to help my personal life I can't see any way it's going to help my personal life other than keep me up to date with people who I haven't seen yeah. since high school. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's a bit of a it's two-edged sword right there and you've explained it perfectly, Jordan. Um, but yeah, I think you've like, it's, it's been great having you on the podcast tonight talk about something a little different. We always dive into art and the comics, but we've kind of talked about the art of social media, um, which is really cool. Or the, or the business of, yeah, the business of art. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is really interesting. We don't do that enough on the podcast. I have been dabbling in all, but it's really good to have you on. Um, awesome. Thank you very much, Jordan. Um, we will get you back on the show soon to talk about more art and comics. We won't just make it about <laughs> social media next time. But yet again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Guys, thank you for listening once again. This has been The Halftone Effect. We'll catch you next time for another issue. Goodbye. Bye. Alright, Q&A time, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the questions. If you want to ask a question, um, please do so on Instagram, um, I put them up once a week, just stay stay cool to my stories, I'm going to try and do them um, every Monday, hopefully, um, I sometimes will record a little bit earlier than that, but I just stay, stay tuned to our Instagram stories, that's where I put um, all the questions, question poll things on um the question sticker things on Instagram. Um, so this week we have a couple of questions, not too many, but a couple. So we'll get into them and I will answer them on the podcast here. So pay attention. But you have to wait until the end. I always put them at the end. <laughs> um, so the at the Fox Willy said, Hi, Jordan Morpethart. Hi, at the Fox Willy. I like your name. Thank you for being so kind. I often get these just, hi, Jordan Wolf. How are you? Um, King Cadell 2 says, he's a long-time follower of mine on Instagram. He asks, what's your favorite Dragon Ball character? That is a good question, King Cadell. That's a very, very good question. <laughs> I'm going to get really close to the mic. In a world... In a world, <laughs> in a world where people, nah, I'm not very good at that. I got to go get my resonance a little bit better in the lower range here. Um, no, my favorite Dragon Ball character would probably have to be, it used to be when I was younger was Gohan. I loved the Gohan saga with the Cell um, saga. He was my favorite growing up. Um, you know, I'm a big Goku fan as well, and I quite like Trunks. I'm not a huge Trunks fan, but I think Trunks is pretty... goes without saying, Trunks is pretty fucking cool. He just looks cool, and, and he is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm probably a Gohan and a Goku fan more than anything, to be honest with you, man. That's that's my faves. I do love me for some Vegeta, but I do... Uh, yeah, just Goku straight up. I'm just a Goku fuckboy. But that's it for questions. Like I said, if you would like to ask a question, please pay attention. Please go and follow me on Instagram at Jordan Morpeth Art and ask a question in my stories. That will come up every single Monday morning. That's when I'm going to put it up because I record on Mondays. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to put the question thing up every single 
Saturday. Every Saturday, I'm going to put up. Um, Saturday afternoons, I'm going to put up. No. Saturday afternoon, should I do Friday afternoon? I'll get back to you on that. I might do Friday afternoon, actually. Um, just because people are like chilling out on Friday afternoon. We'll probably get more questions that way. But anyway, guys, on to the outro. On to you, outro Jordan. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I love you all. As always, please make sure to subscribe if you're listening on iTunes, if you're listening on Spotify, subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell because you will hit, you will see the previews, you will see any new videos I do, um, and you'll see the new episodes of the podcast. Um, please subscribe, comment, like, share, tell all your friends about this. Um, if you would like to support the podcast, uh, please just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or wherever you socialize in the World Wide Web. I would love you forever for that. If you want any more information on any of the episodes, please feel free to contact me on Instagram or Twitter. Twitter is probably the best place to talk about this show. Um, I am also on TikTok as Jordan Morpeth Art. I'm on Instagram as Jordan Morpeth Art and I'm on Twitter as Jordan Morpeth. The links are below in the episode notes in the description. You know where to find it. It's down there, ladies and gentlemen. Also, if you could leave a review on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes, please, I beg you, it would be, I would appreciate it so much if you could please leave a review on iTunes. Anyone who leaves a review, I will send you something special. I will. I will hunt you down, I'll find you, and I'll send you something special. Because, you see, if you leave a review, what you will help us do is you will help us rank a little bit higher. You will help us to get some more subscribers on this um, on this podcast and more listeners. Because what will happen is we will be able to be attached to and recommended along with other podcasts like this to listeners of other podcasts like this um but seriously guys thank you so much i would really appreciate that and if you want to like i said if you want to watch on youtube the youtube versions are there just type in making lemonade with jordan morpeth and you'll find it all right guys thank you all again have a wonderful week i love you so much i've been your host jordan and as always ladies and gentlemen stay weird Unlimited power. <laughs> this song's gonna go crazy, bro. Bring in the Post Malone voice thing. I know she can be so stuck up A baddie with a fatty and a million bucks She looking so bad she knows what's up Yeah, what's up, girl, what's up Knock him out with the one-two, I gotta have it Yeah, treat me like a savage Yeah, you know you a bad Lately I've been feeling so down, baby It's not you, it's me, baby I got a lot to go and figure out, baby Why do I sound like Fetty Wild, baby? So what you tryna do, what you tryna do? I'm in LA for the week with the best view She gon' fly that coupe with a top down worth like 80,000 yeah. Go on on the dash, now we feeling cool She gon' make you fall in love when she look at you If you give her all the cash, she gon' run it through So I don't give her all the cash, I just give her half Now she gon' cycle Diamonds jumping like they Michael Two bands
so stuck up A baddie with a fatty and a million bucks She looking so bad and she knows what's up Yeah, what's up, girl, what's up I come out with the one, two, I gotta have it Yeah, treat me like a savage Yeah, you know you a bad Hold up, you can't say that I know she can be so stuck up A baddie with a fatty and a million bucks She looking so bad she knows what's up Yeah, what's up, girl, what's up Knock him out with the one, two, I gotta have it Yeah, treat me like a savage Yeah, you know you a bad Hold up, you can't